0: you'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State Checklist and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm going to explain to you the difference between thinking 10x, which is having an impossible dream that you want, seemingly impossible. I'm going to talk to you about how your beliefs shape your identity, which shape your behavior. And so... Beliefs can be changed very easily, and I'm going to work this through with you in a minute, but I'm going to talk to you about the difference between thinking 10x and thinking 2x. This is a brand new book that Dan Sullivan and I wrote. This is the third book in our trilogy. We have Who Not How, The Gap in the Game, and then we have 10x is easier than 2x. This is the third book, and I'm just going to explain to you the core model of this book and how people get stuck and why people settle for 2x, which is having what Dr. Joe Dispenza would call a past-present orientation. A past-present orientation is where you use the past to dictate who you are in the present and what you'll do in the future. That is essentially what 2X is. And I'm going to, again, I'm going to show you a model and then I'm going to show you how you can ultimately reshape your beliefs and the, the commitments you have. And the commitments you have ultimately are driving your life. From a psychological standpoint, our identity is what we're most committed to as people. And there's an amazing book on the subject called Immunity to Change by Dr. Robert Keegan. And he talks a lot about how, you know, you may have a goal, for example, to lose weight, but you're always behaving in ways that are opposite to the goal. And that's because you have hidden commitments. Those hidden commitments might be that I don't like feeling anxious. And so, so you eat when you're anxious, right? Or that you're a foodie or something like that. You have these hidden commitments, which stem from your beliefs about yourself and about the world. And a belief, by the way, is nothing more then a thought that you've repeated so many times that you've put emotion to it. You've gone from thinking to feeling to knowing. A belief is a thought that you have put so much belief into that you think you know it's a truth. There are lower T truths and capital T truths. Lower T truths are subjective things that you believe to be true. There's a great quote from Stephen R. Covey where he says, we don't see the world as it is, but as we are. And so it's very important to you to realize that the things you think are true are just simply the things you believe are true, which are not true, but they're things that have become true for you because you've gone from thinking to feeling to knowing. You've put so much emotion into it, and you believe it's to be true. Therefore, it's become a part of your identity. And because it's now part of your identity, it shapes the commitments you make. And those commitments lead you to behaviors that are the opposite of where you're actually ultimately trying to go. If you want to go for 2x, you can actually keep 80% of your existing life. If you're going for 2x, meaning you're going to double what you're doing now, you don't have to change that much to go double. You actually just only change 20%. You keep 80% of your current beliefs, your current commitments, your current habits, your current clients, your current way of being. Whereas 10X is the opposite. To go 10X, you can only keep the core 20%. And, and if you're catching on, this is probably, this is you know largely based on the 80-20 principle. 80-20 principle is saying that 80% of your results comes from 20% of what you do. In simple terms, this core 20%, I love the book by Greg McEwen called Essentialism. There are the vital few and the trivial many, and the eighty percent of your life is what's holding you back from going ten x. In order, in order to go ten x, you have to let go of this eighty percent and go all in on the twenty percent that excites you most. And I'm going to share with you a story of how I've done this several times in my life, and actually, if you look at your own life, you've done it as well. Uh, let me give it a funny example. So, a child that's trying to learn how to walk, this could be the crawling, right? Whereas this could be the trying to stand up and failing to walk. Eventually, you go all in on the 20%, and eventually you let go of the 80%, which could be crawling, and that could eventually lead to this becoming your new 100%, that eventually, now 100% of the time you walk. So going from crawling to walking is equivalent to going 10x, because 10x is a fundamental change that's occurred. 10x is also achieving something that you believe to be impossible. The child who's crawling, they may actually believe that it's impossible to walk, right? the person who's living in their parents' basement may believe it's impossible for them to make millions of dollars and live on their own, right? And so impossible is a very important concept. And the reason something is viewed as impossible is because you have a belief structure that limits you from thinking it's possible and you have an identity that you're committed to. And so you don't even entertain that. One important aspect of all of this, and in this book I actually explain um, the practicality of impossible goals. That impossible goals, and there's a lot of research behind that, are actually impossible is very subjective basically like the Roger Bannister effect, right? That we think things are impossible until they're done. And then because once they become more believable, we think it's possible. And so there's a great other great book on the subject by Stephen Kotler. He called it The Art of Impossible. There are things that you want, which you think are impossible because of the current beliefs you have, which shape the hidden commitments you have. And the hidden commitments are your past self. There's another great book on the subject, by the way, I'm not trying to share too too many book suggestions, but there's a great book called The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. And in that book, they say that commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what you're committed to by your results, not by what you say you're committed to. We are all committed, we are all producing results. The result is a proof of the commitment. Everything in your life right now is what you're committed to. You are committed to watching this video. You know why? Because you're watching it. Uh, and your behavior is a proof of your commitment. And so we all have hidden commitments. And, and those commitments lead our to our behavior and they lead to our results. Ultimately, everything in your life is what you're committed to. And if you want something new, you've got to commit to something new because your identity is what you're most committed to as a person. It's how you define yourself, and it's also what the beliefs and values to which you are firmly committed. Obviously, if you wanna achieve an impossible goal, you have to commit to it even before you know it's possible. And and so you commit to something, and then you start to think about what are the beliefs that would help me to achieve this? You gotta go from thinking to feeling to knowing. And this is where you take a thought, and then you bring it close to you emotionally. You won't achieve something if just by visualizing it, if emotionally you feel like it's really far away, if emotionally you feel like it's impossible, or if emotionally you just don't feel like it's true or real. So you got to go from thinking to feeling to knowing, where you 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 ultimately, and a belief is just a, a, a thought that you've given uh, a lot of belief and trust in, that you believe to be true. And I'll, I'll explain how I did this, actually. So when I, when I had the dream of becoming a professional author, which, by the way, at this point now, like, You know, it's crazy what can happen in, like, six years. You can write a lot of books. But I had a dream back when I was in 2015. In 2015, and I had wanted to be an author for five years, since about 2010, but over from 2010 to 2015, I basically did nothing about it. In 2015, I was in the first year of my PhD program. My wife and I became foster parents of three kids, and I started to get committed to my future self as a professional author. Once you start getting committed, you start to entertain it. You start to think about it. You start to actually uncover it. You start to ask questions. I started to call literary agents. I started to like examine the process and I started to get committed and I started to believe it was possible. My 20% and then because I was a, a, a college student, I was a first year PhD student, My 20% was writing blog posts because I learned that in order to become a professional author at the level I want to, I needed to write blog posts, which eventually would allow me to grow my email list, which with a big email list and an audience, I could eventually get six-figure book deals. And so my 20% at that time was blogging. And I did that through medium.com. I wrote hundreds of blog posts on medium.com from 2015 to 2017, mostly two to two and a half years, a little bit into 2018. And those blogs were read by tens of millions of people and I was able to grow an email list of hundreds of thousands of people, because that was my 20%. And the thing about going 10x is you have to have a goal that's really powerful, that's your future self at a totally different level. That if you uh, you achieve it, and this is one of the things that Dan has taught me, uh, he has a concept that we talked about in here called the four freedoms. You've got freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of relationships, and freedom of purpose. And freedom of time means that your time is spent in qualitatively different ways and ways that you want. And so for me, my future self, right? When this was back in 2015, my future self had the freedom of time to write books and and make great money and have the time to do those things. I had the money, right? The freedom of money is, is that you make the type of money, the quantity and quality of money in ways that you want. And also freedom of relationship means you've got the types of relationships that open up doors, right? That leads to freedom of purpose. The freedom of purpose is the purpose to which you're committed to. And as you expand, you, 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 you expand these freedoms. You've got more and better time, money, relationships, and overall sense of purpose. And so... By going all in on my 20%, and by and by the way, in order to go 10x bigger, you've got to first become 10x better. And so I, I, I needed to study and really go all in and, and focus and get very good at blogging. And I did that by learning online courses, by waking up early and by blogging. First things first, <laughs> eating the frog, I would wake up at 5, go to the gym. And I would write a blog post before going to my class and so that became my 20% and I went all in on that and I let go of my 80% the 80% could have been beliefs I had about what was possible it could have you know in a lot of ways my, my schooling was my 80% although I, I still did that but this was my 20% and I went all in on it and I got 10 times better at that and I did go 10x. Uh, I did become a professional author but here's what's really important is what got you here won't get you there So blogging and even writing on medium.com, even though it was part of my 20% that got me 10X, once you go 10X, then you think from a new future. This is the idea that your future self is a different person than you. Once you go to a different place, your future self can imagine their future self totally different than you can imagine. And so once you go 10X, you're now at a totally different platform of freedoms, right? And you're on a new mountaintop where you can see new goals. And what got you here won't get you there. The beliefs and, and even the strategies that got you here. That's actually, there's a great book actually called Who Moved My Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson is all about how, you know, something that worked in the past isn't always going to work. And if you get fixated on the past, then you're not going to adapt and go to the next thing. For me, medium.com was that. Like, it worked for two or three years. It allowed me to become a professional writer, but it stopped working. And also it stopped matching my future. I couldn't just keep blogging. A lot of people get stuck in an old identity and, and hidden commitments to their past. And they ultimately keep creating things from their past rather than letting their future self dictate what they do. What was once in my 20%, which was blogging, once I went 10x, blogging and using various platforms like medium.com became part of my 80%. And if you want to go 10x again, you've got to let go of the 80%. As Michelangelo said, Michelangelo, the sculptor, was talking to the Pope and he made the David from 1501 to 1504. But the Pope was like, what is the secret of your genius behind making the David? And, And Michelangelo said, I just remove everything that's not the David. And so the 80% is everything in your life that's stopping you from going all in on the 20%. And if you go all in on your 20% and get 10 times better at that, then you can go 10 times bigger. You want to ultimately have a seemingly impossible future self, and you go from thinking to feeling to knowing, that you know that what you want is already yours, and you have future-based gratitude, you you get to a place of knowing, and, and getting to a place of knowing often happens by uncommitting to your 80%. When you let go of your 80%, those past commitments that no longer resonate right? And we all have to go to these levels, right? What got you here won't get you there. And, and your 80% will evolve with time. You know, when I first started blogging, as an example, I would answer all my own emails. Um, but I passed that off. And, and you get rid of the 80% by either eliminating it or delegating it or automating it. But by simply a delegating it, that's actually, that goes into this concept right here, who not how. Rather than doing all the how yourself, and this is, this is kind of core entrepreneurial thought, but entrepreneurs who don't go 10x don't go 10x because they feel like they have to do everything themselves rather than getting who's, rather than delegating. Um, And so things that used to be in the 20% shift to the 80%. And if it's in the 80%, meaning it's not the very few things that if you go all in on, you're going to go 10x, you've got to let it go. You've got to let it go by either just eliminating it altogether. And and, and, and the challenge is is that this is part of your old identity. You were committed to this at one time, but now it's part of the 80% that's holding you back. There are things right now in your life that are in your 80% that you're holding on to, And those 80% things could be things which are good. For example, you know, answering email or booking your own flights or whatever. They could be things which are good, but they also, part of your 80% is things which are obviously holding you back. That could be just wasting your time, uh, staying up late at night. You know, anything that's in the 80% is things which are from the past, which are directly opposing your goal. And, and ultimately you wanna simplify. You wanna simplify down to the 20% and go all in on that and then ultimately build a team around you, get who's to support you on your, your growing mission. I'm telling you this book, 10X is even than 2X. It comes out in May, you can pre-order it now. But one thing that's really standing out to me, um, I finished writing that book maybe like three or four months ago. One thing that stands out to me now is just thinking about what's 10X for me right now, or even 100X for me right now. What, what I can imagine right now, and, and what's 10X for me right now, is outside the outside the realm of even reference frame to my past self even like two or three months ago two or three months ago my my past self could not imagine what i'm thinking right now and so obviously you've got to be you know you got to go from thinking to feeling to knowing you got to be willing to think about it i mean there's a lot of research on this when it comes to future self that a lot of people think that their future self is who they are today in other words, they they don't think that much is going to change between now and in the next 10 years. I love the quote from Bill Gates. He said, people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a decade. In a decade, your whole life can be fundamentally different, uncomparably different. What seems impossible to you now are, is going to be the new norm to you. It's going to be normal. Just like, for example, look at look at your life right now. If I'm looking at my life right now, having been someone who's written all of these books, right, and has six kids, right, What's normal for me right now would seem impossible to my past self, maybe even five or six years ago. And so just because something seems impossible to you now is simply a reflection of you, not based on what's actually possible. It's based on your own limiting beliefs and identity, which is the commitments you've made based on your beliefs. I love the idea of having a 10X vision, which seems impossible. And by the way, leadership and management are two different things. We go into that quite a bit in this book. Chapter six defines the difference between transformational leaders and micromanagers. Micromanagers are people who are not very good at applying who, not how. Micromanagers have to manage the how, whereas transformational leaders, and there's transformational leadership, by the way, is one of the core leadership theories of psychology. But transformational leaders, define the what and the why. A massive, compelling vision. And then they ultimately support the team in effectively going forward with that and encouraging the team, motivating the team, giving each team member support, but in different ways. But you don't manage the how. There's a theory in psychology called self-determination theory. It's one of the core motivation theories. And basically, according to self-determination theory, in order for people to be heavily motivated, they need to feel competent, but they also need to have autonomy, a sense of autonomy in what they're doing, that they actually believe they have choices and that they're, they can control a lot of the process. And so one of the reasons why I love Deanne's work is it fits with a lot of the psychological theories on leadership. They're rather than, you know, with who, not how, rather than, figure, rather than you needing to do the how or even needing to manage the how, you you create the vision and then you get the right who in place and you let them do the how in the way that they wants to do it because they're going to do it differently than you and better than you, but you support them and encourage them and continue to clarify and define the vision, the what and the why. I hope this helps. I invite you to look at this model for yourself. And obviously I go deep into it in the book, 10X is Easier Than 2X, but what is your 10X vision? And what is the 20% that would actually get you to that vision if you went all in on that 20% and what is the 80% in your life that's holding you back and letting go of the 80%. Every time you let go of the 80%, you're becoming more and more of your future self and you're letting go of your past self. You're letting go of commitments or ways of being that you used to do things. Maybe as an example, one of my good friends who I, who I write about in this book, his name is Chad Willardson. He is a really phenomenal financial advisor. He used to be someone who was like, you know, one of the people who wore suits and he worked at Merrill Lynch and like he had to be, present himself a certain way. But then when he became an entrepreneur and he was starting to resonate with more of a 10x future self, he had to let go of a lot of the things that made up his old identity, a lot of that 80%, which was always having to be the one first in the office, last to leave. Now he only goes to the office 30 days a week, 30 days a year. He doesn't even have an office, his own office within his office, because he had to let go of his 80%, a lot of his old identity and beliefs about what was possible and ways of doing things. His 80% was that you know, he answered every email, he was at every client meeting, uh, he was in the office you know first thing in the morning and and at night. It's really good to peel back the layers and think, what do I believe? And a belief is simply a thought that you have put emotion into. You went from thinking to feeling to knowing. You put a lot of um, repeated thought and you put emotion into it such that it became something you believed to be true. And there are lower T truths, which are things that are subjective, which you think are true. Most of the things we believe are lower T truths. They're not actually true. They're just things that we assume to be true and we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And it's nice to peel back the layer And a great book on that topic is called Immunity to Change by Dr. Robert Keegan. And I believe it's Lisa Leahy, Harvard psychologist. Once you want to go to a new place, you've got to identify the beliefs that are ultimately stopping you from from achieving that. And if you want a new belief, all you have to do is think a new thought and then uh, lead that thought to feeling, which ultimately is, you know, then you make it something you know. And you can change your beliefs regularly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies, the one-page Future Self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it, the full Future Self course, and other goodies such as my Peak State Checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times, and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies, and until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.